wisdom And here comes the truth And here comes your favorite podcast Always still made for you So your laundry machine just stopped? Yeah, I don't even understand what's going on. I'm in a new building. Okay. This is very exciting for me. I just moved into my new apartment. And it's like all coked out looking. But anyway, uh, <laughs> as every apartment I've ever lived in is. <laughs> really it's coked out. But you're like the first inhabitant of this apartment, aren't you? It's like Yeah, new. but it's all white. And like I'm going to have white furniture. and. <laughs> Oh, okay. You know how I, you know how I decorate, Carter. Yeah, like like an inside of an Apple Store, pretty much. <laughs> Pre Apple Store, though. Pre, I was rocking motif. that before Apple was. Thank you. Yeah, IKEA just opened up in Winnipeg, and I'm looking in the catalog and looking for a new TV stand. It's just like I see your exact TV stand, and I want it. But that's it's right. Like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to be assimilated by Trevor. Oh come so. on, take my style, everyone. More style for more people, Carter. Uh, it's pretty good. I got. I got to admit, it's pretty good. Yep. I'm a fan. Yep. So, what's with your washing machine again? It just plays like when it's done. It plays like a song for you. Yeah, mine's just like. No, mine like plays like it's. I think it's like almost the final countdown, but they like changed a couple notes and staggered the ending, and so it's like. And it's an LG. Oh, lucky gold star. Is that what it stands for? Yeah, everyone thinks it stands for life's good, but it actually stands for lucky gold star because it's think it's Korean from the and started in like the seventies, <laughs> so it's lucky gold star, <laughs> and they don't mention that nowadays because, well, for obvious reasons, it's a horrible name. I think it's so, an awesome name. Yeah, it's pretty good, but it doesn't really fit in with uh, you know today's technological climate. But I, I like my, I like this new laundry thing here. I like the final. Is countdown. it high efficiency front loading? It's all those machine? crazy. Th- it's a laundry, it's a washing and drying machine at the same time with a steam cycle. You mean you don't take your clothes out of the washing nope. machine, and put it in the dryer? Drains it, does it, it boom, dries it for you. Oh, they don't even sell those here. And wow. it's got like a sweet steamer in it. Like you just put it in, it like refreshes your clothes, and it's like. I'd like if it was playing the final countdown, counting down to it being done. Yeah, like five minutes left. Yeah, and then kind it's a like, warning. Yeah, a two minute warning. <laughs> also, I was actually in a sushi place the other day, mm-hmm. and the final countdown came on. And we were sick. We were like, there was this weird experience. There was three of us sitting at a sushi restaurant, and we were the only people in it. Okay. And they were playing like like Brian Adams, like Bon Jovi, Guns N' Roses. It was like this wicked like mix of eighties rock. And then final countdown comes on and we were all we were all singing along. Even the waitress was singing along. Sounds and like So we're singing along, right? And all of a sudden the final countdown comes on and all of us look at each other and we go Nobody knows any words to this song ever except one line. We're leaving tomorrow or something? I don't know that part. I know That's the one, very first line. I don't know that line. I don't, know, I don't us, know even know what it is. I offered them to give them like a million dollars if they could say one line from the song other than it's the final countdown. That's the only line of the whole song. <laughs> Think about it. Is there, has there ever been a song so popular that you only know one line, literally? No, I think that's actually a pretty good point. Like, like Think about it. I don't, like, oh, well, I've just found out the reason why. There are no lyrics to the song. It's we're leaving together, but it's still farewell, and maybe we'll come back to heaven. Who can tell? 
I guess there's no one to blame. We're leaving a ground. Will things ever be the same again? It's the final countdown repeated. And then we're heading to Venus. That's one line. And it's like, Venus. <laughs> and we still stand tall because maybe they've seen us and welcome us all. With so many light years to go and things to be found, I'm sure we'll all miss her. So it's the final, the final countdown. countdown. <laughs> That's it. So there, there is no lyrics. There needs to be a new rule. I don't think this is happening right now, but the way music's going, you never know, right? Mm-hmm. There needs to be a new rule that there should be no more songs about space ever again. Because that was the perfect song about space? No, every song ever about space sucks. Oh. Like, maybe the only song that doesn't suck is, like, Rocket Man, maybe? Mm, that's pretty good, yeah. Yeah, but it still kind of sucks because it's about a guy in a rocket, right? Mm, eh. What? Well, what about that song you like that you put on the end of Spaceship Avocado? That episode? What, what was that? Prism? Prism, Prism. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, yeah I love it because it sucks. <laughs> it kind of sucks. Like, no, there's. I think there was a time when space was cool, right? But now it's just like lame. We gotta make space cool again, Carter. We gotta. Podcasts Ugh. are cool, right? Podcasts are very cool. Okay, good. But yeah, I wonder if that guy who wrote the lyrics to the final countdown got some uh, writing credit. And I speak of writing credit as uh, Taylor Swift just sold out the uh, stadium that's like 10 minutes away from my house here in Winnipeg. And uh, the newspaper had the audacity to say, this puts Taylor Swift on the same level as U2, the Rolling Stones, Pink Floyd, ACDC, and Bon Jovi, who also sold out the stadium in one day. I'm like, whoa. Settle down. <laughs> Settle down right there. Yeah, no. Don't you, don't you ever say say you know what? Like the you know what else? Bon Jovi yeah. and Mick Jagger yeah. and, and you two, they all poop. I poop. That puts me on the same level as Bon Jovi <laughs> and Bono. Very good point. Oh, and it just, it was just, I hated this article. I was just enraged when I read it because it was like, yeah, she's a talented singer and songwriter who actually writes her own songs. And I, I'm like, oh. She writes one she song. Really? She writes one song about, I hate your guts now. Yeah. I used to love so, you. Get over it. So I, I went to look up uh, her latest hit, We'll Never Get Back Together. Have you heard oh, that one? Oh, God. We are no. never, ever getting back together. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's what I hear like drunk 16-year-old girls uh, walk by when they walk by my house in the middle of the night. That's what they sing to each other. Oh, well. Um, so I looked up the writing credits on that. And you know, lo and behold, uh, three people wrote it. And she was the first credited writer. So good for her. And... Um, Number two was a guy named... I've never heard of this guy before. His name was Max Martin. Ever hear of him, Trevor? No. Yeah, he wrote every song in the last 20 years, it turns out. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, like, he wrote... Uh, he wrote uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time for Britney Spears. He wrote uh, Quit Playing Games With My Heart. Um, I Want It That Way by Backstreet Boys. He wrote... Uh, so he's written everything. Yeah, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, what was that? Uh, since you've been gone yeah he wrote that he wrote bon jovi's it's my life he wrote everything oh shit (laughs) (laughs) i was just about to tell him off yeah he wrote every single katie you (laughs) he wrote every single katie perry song and like dj got his fall in love by usher can you imagine like who like, how dare she go ahead of him in the songwriting credit? Like, they wind in a room together, and she's like, listen, Max, I'm going to tell you how things are going to go on this song. And he's like, yeah, 
Okay. But you know what's <laughs> up is like she probably pays extra money to have her name first. Oh, probably. No, uh, what do you, how do you think Max gets paid? Like, does he get like royalties or do they handsomely? Just, it, it must be like ten million straight up. No, he gets a percentage. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, of all like record sales, That's like every song, works. like Justin Bieber's new song on the radio, he did it. He just like every song ever. It's he's like, written. What's his name? It's like Desmond Child and. Uh... Yeah, he, Desmond Child writes with Bon Jovi, Aerosmith. He did uh, the only Katy Perry song not done by Max, uh, "Waking Up in Vegas." And, and then, Desmond uh, Child Doc... like wrote every song from 1980 to like 2000. <laughs> yeah. And, and then and, he had uh, a son, and his name's Max Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Max Martin's a Swedish guy, yeah. And then um, the other big songwriter is Dr. Luke. And he and Max Martin teamed up for Since You've Been Gone, and that's probably why it was the biggest song in the last 10 years. So the more you know about the, the music that you guys are listening to on pop radio, it's done by the same guys. It's just a big joke. Three guys. They, it's they like three guys. They write songs about being teenage girls. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you can take all the credit you want. We'll uh, we'll stay back. And they just sit around and watch reruns of like the OC. Then pretty much imagine what it's like to be a teenage girl. They sleep over. They have sleepovers and have pillow fights. (laughs) And then they write crazy hits and make millions of dollars. (laughs) Max is a forty-one-year-old Swedish man, yet he is writing the soundtrack to uh, American Life. Give me baby (laughs) hormones. Yeah, he, well, he, obviously, since he was Swedish, he started off on Ace of Base and Robin. You know, all those he wrote, Swedish acts I that saw were big the in the 90s. Yeah, of course he did. This guy rules. Uh, I don't have confirmation on that, but obviously <laughs> Ace of Base was really big, and he worked with him, so I'm assuming <laughs> Ace of Base was him. <laughs> we need to start Sitting finding the these people. Yeah. Like, every all music is written by, like, five people. It's ridiculous. So, but anyway, Taylor Swift needs to write a new song. Mm-hmm. Like really, she's gonna come up. Yeah, I remember I saw her on some award show. I didn't, I didn't know what a Taylor Swift was, but I'm not gonna lie, I was impressed. And then I started hearing more of a Taylor Swift, and quickly lost faith in music again. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh well. Speaking of country music, do, do, are you missing country music out there in Kuwait? I, I'm guessing there's not a lot mm. of it. Nah, I don't know. I'm not missing it. No, I would say that. Would no, be, a couple of my students love country music. Really? I didn't. Yeah. I didn't think it would. Yeah. Well, a couple diehard country fans. Wow. Some kids I had to show the, them about a local festival that uh, I've been known to attend a couple times. <laughs> And they, they were like, they will fly down for it. <laughs> like, dead serious. And they can because, well, they're billionaires. So Yes. Just the Kuwaiti like, conglomerate at Country Fest. Well, yeah. you know that they've never, you know, seen a girl in a bikini, probably, and never been around alcohol in public. <laughs> and Well, you know, that's probably the place to be. You know, the place they shouldn't go is probably <laughs> Country Fest. <laughs> Yeah, just seven Kuwaiti eighteen-year-olds uh, died in the Dauphin Manitoba. <laughs> yeah, it would not be it would not be pretty. Oh uh, man, I, I missed out. I didn't go see Reba last year like you did. You and Brent went to Reba. Oh, we but, tried to watch Reba, and then you left. Yeah, I think we gave up after a while. 
Well, you know, so I've had She's to a get funny lady, though. She's sure funny. Yeah, and I know that because I'm watching her new ABC TV show. Yes, ABC, TGIF with Urkel, Full House, and Boy Meets World. Well, it's back with Tim Allen's Last Man Standing and Reba McIntyre's new show, Malibu Country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, here's the overview of this. Let's After finding... This is like... Okay, Trevor, I want to, like, you know how we play the hobo game with Brent? Yeah. I want you to tell me what Malibu Country is about, <laughs> and you probably won't be too far off. Uh, it's about a woman who became famous. Is she, is she play Reba in it? What's that? Does she play herself sort of in it? Well, let's put it this way. Instead of the real Reba's name is Reba McIntyre. This one's yep. Reba McKenzie. That's her character's name. And is she a singer? Is she a musician? Or is she just a normal yes. wife? She's a singer yeah. and a musician. Oh, so she's so she's she's kind of wound down, and she used to grow up down south, but now she's moved out to Hollywood. Yeah, and she lived <laughs> she lived the Hollywood lifestyle, and now she's she's tired to Malibu, where she's with her family that she loves very much, and just spends most of her time at home with her adorable husband and her two Ooh, stupid children. That's- Two children, yes, correct, but adorable husband. No, that's that's where you're going wrong. She left him. She left him after finding out he was cheating on her. Reba McKenzie and her family. McKenzie. <laughs> Reba McKenzie. That's even better. Reba <laughs> McKenzie took took her family and they moved from Nashville, Tennessee to Malibu, California. Of course. In an attempt to restart her music career and start a new chapter in their lives. Oh, no pair of pads that she could put on will restart that music career anymore. <laughs> it's over. No. If those no. pads work for her, it'll work for Barbara Walters, okay? <laughs> and I just don't see that happening. Now, some of the supporting <laughs> cast here on, on McKenzie, it's Mac-Kent. the most stereotypical sitcom crap ever. Two kids. No, she's got two kids, boy and a girl, of course. Yeah, of teenagers. Course. Yeah. Well, they're tough to those teenagers are tough to deal with, Carter. <laughs> Her mom is played by Lily Tomlin. I don't know what that is. And uh, I don't know, yeah. But d- she's described as a no nonsense medical marijuana using mother. <laughs> oh, oh Mama's Reba. smoking weed. Reba, Reba, listen, Reba, what kind of message are you sending to the children? Hey, she's, you, she's drug. Hip. It's showing their hip. You know they're they're with today. Listen, Reba, I see the pants you're trying to put on, Reba. There's, you don't need to. <laughs> you don't need to put on the drug pants. You don't need to be drug mom, Reba. You're not cool <laughs> with kids anymore. But Reba, stone grandma, you have a man. Lot of, that's, that's, have, that's where comedy's gone these days. That's Reba funny, had apparently. a lot of wholesome fans, and I. I don't think Walmart's going to carry her record anymore if she keeps hanging out with stoner grandma. They got to kill it's her medical, off. It's medical though. Soon. It's medicinal. I. <laughs> They're going to kill her off after Walmart lodges a complaint yep, to ABC. That's right. Next. Well, so Kim Salinger. Is her awesome is her, neighbor? Yep. yep Kim Salinger, yes. her neighbor. <laughs> She's a hug too freely, share too much, upbeat neighbor. So she someone so she's someone from friends? <laughs> <laughs> someone from what? Friends? What's that character's name? The ditzy uh, one? Phoebe. Phoebe. Phoebe lives yeah. next door. Okay. And yeah, exactly. And then <clears throat> there's Jeffrey, a gay Hispanic record label assistant. Reba turns to oh, to help no. getting her career tr- back on track. Of course, you have to you have to hit every demographic. Well, Reba, the, 
you know, she does kind of look, look manly these days. So maybe Jeffrey was into that, you know. Maybe. Help me with, <laughs> Help me with my record label. Yeah, because she, she put on a different pair of pads for Jeffrey. <laughs> what's, what's, with you, what's with you and, Ra- and Reba with, with putting on pads? What is with... Why is Reba selling out on her core values? No, this is this is I, how I, I this is how hillbillies see California. There, I don't understand why she would be propagating this filth. No, that's no. They're making fun of it. I uh, still part of it. Reba, you're so. letting I, me down. I think they're poking fun, Trevor. I think they're poking fun. So people back home in Tennessee are like, oh, look at those Californians on medical marijuana and gay Hispanic record Re- label people. Reva's ripping up the gays and the drug addicts. <laughs> you do it, Reva. Having a laugh at their expense. Uh, Reva. I don't know who we've just offended, but I'm sure we've offended lots of people. <laughs> Lottery winners, hillbillies. Is, do they have the lottery in Kuwait? Is like gambling legal at all? No, probably not. Hey, <laughs> no, absolutely no. not. You can't gamble here. Are you kidding me? No, not even in back alleys and stuff. People throwing dice. Oh, I think you could like bet on a sports game, maybe. Oh well, that's funny because the exact opposite is true here. Oh no, you can't legally bet on a sports. Oh, game. Oh, okay, I mean, okay, okay, okay. Just some people will bar. bet on a soccer game here, but that's like okay. <laughs> There's like a certain kind of sin or something. I don't really understand. Uh, I don't really understand Islam, but I know there's like a certain level of sin. It's called like haram or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's like the worst sins you can have. You know, like that's the worst things you could do. And gambling is one of them. So hmm. they take it pretty seriously here. Also in the States, they just had the huge like $560 million Powerball. Five. And two people split that. Why is it called Powerball? Like power, what? I forget. Is it like a lottery ball? Yeah, I think so. Like Why I think it's a, a a ball. Like you know, there's like fifteen balls or something with different so numbers. Power on them balls. Pretty much, yeah. Let's just let's they just tell it. Let's just say what it don't, is. But they don't want to call it power balls. <laughs> you don't know who you might offend <laughs> when you start throwing power would balls be a out sweet there. Sweet name. If it just popped up on the screen, power balls. <laughs> Pow, pow, power balls. Power balls. <laughs> Just, now it's time for power balls. <laughs> yeah, the newscaster will be like, time for your power balls. He like runs Wait. in in his underwear. <laughs> 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 now that's, oh man, I'd buy power balls tickets. We could make a, <laughs> we could make an international lottery. Yeah. We, we just need to find lawyers, Carter. Okay. We'll if get we them. could find lawyers that could get loopholes in every, every big country in the world and have one giant lottery called Powerballs, <laughs> and every time we can say Powerballs as much as possible. <laughs> oh, I love it. So, I want, so like, do you I have... want lots of people's like the whoever's reading the Powerballs. Here, here is the requirements <laughs> to announce the Powerballs. You have to be an uncle. <laughs> You have to be over 50. You have to be drunk. You have to be, a, be wearing a t-shirt stained in mustard and ketchup. And you need to be screaming. You have to have a mustache and a straw hat, preferably. And you need to be screaming, Powerball! 
<laughs> to a room full of otherwise pretty straight-laced people, <laughs> and you're just really drunk and offensive. Just yeah, I love it. It'd be like a five-minute segment for something that should take like ten seconds. Yeah, reading the Uncle, Powerballs. Oh, there goes Uncle Powerballs. <laughs> And every couple of years, we could change, <laughs> yeah, change the guy Power playing Ball. Uncle Powerballs. But you could see him just getting drunk before the show, just like backstage, throwing them down, getting psyched up for the balls. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, do, well, do you have any plans? So if you, if you were to win the lottery, do you have any goals in mind that you'd like to have? Uh, I would recreate movies with my friends in them. <laughs> I would do a lot of that. That'd probably be the first thing I would do is recreate some movies with some of them. What kind of movies? Just movies that would make them really uncomfortable. (laughs) Or that really don't fit them. (laughs) Like starring them as Kurt? Yes. Yeah, I'd like reshoot a new a movie with you as like the lead carter. Maybe Juice? Maybe (laughs) Mission. I was gonna. I was thinking Mission Impossible. Then I wanted to yes. do like Boys in the Hood or something. Mission Impossible. I could see you playing that role, Ethan Hunt. Is that what it's called? Yeah. 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 There my we hair. Go. My hair is pretty long. It's, it's on Mission Impossible Two territory. Yeah, right we'd now. have you on dirt bikes, except they'd be pedal bikes. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> With helmet on, unlike t- so my hair won't be flowing like Cruz's was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, just. just That's probably the first thing I do if I won the lottery. Maybe cast yep. Bruce Springsteen in a role and stuff like that, you know? Uh, I don't need him anymore. <laughs> I got my power balls. <laughs> you got the balls, the power. <laughs> I'd probably ru- yeah, there's all kinds. I would just, I would waste my money being hilarious in my own mind. I uh, would do things that I thought were funny. That no one else got, and I'd probably die very happy yeah, in three you, weeks. You'd be pretty cruel, I think, with your money, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would. <laughs> You'd demean a lot of people, I think. Oh, I'd make some people pay. Yep. Well, I, I found out what not to do when you win the lottery, because there was a lot of news stories going about the negativities of uh, winning the lottery when this big one came out. And I could see you being like this uh, Michael Carroll guy who won in uh, Europe. Uh, about eight years ago, he won $16 million. That's what did he do? Pocket change. He won. He did first thing he did buy a half million dollar house. Then the rest of it all blew it all on what drugs and hookers. This guy rules. Yeah, thousands power of balls. prostitutes. That is a full Powerballs experience. <laughs> yeah, I'm seeing a picture of him. He's got his leather jacket, thumbs up, gold chain, gold rings, gold bracelet. He would smoke three thousand dollars worth of crack cocaine daily. And just throw nonstop parties at his place. So I see that as the Trevor guy. That is power balls. Now you got to keep well, your power you know balls what? away. Like, Carter, do you really think that would be me? Like, honestly? No. I'd probably go but live somewhere by myself and, like, do mean things to people remotely. Well, sometimes you have to go live by yourself, like Fred Topas Jr., who won $57 million. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, you slimy bastard. <laughs> He uh, won $57 million, but he took the $33 million lump sum payment instead. There's these... Uh, I like that. I, like I don't know, but sum. you never get as much. I don't know. It's these 
Trevor, I don't think you want it because all the people who've gone broke have one thing in credit. They took the lump sum. They go lump sum. <laughs> yeah. So he Can had to go far away. tell me what he did? I'll tell you whether he was Powerballs. Well, he had to go far away because um, he won in 2008, but he was in prison in 2006. Why? Sex offender. So here's my question. Oh, that's the last person that needs that kind of money. <laughs> he went to some country where he could diddle, didn't he? <laughs> He's probably he in a private. He went probably. to like Thailand and is like diddling children, isn't he? My question for you, does he the man have a mustache or not and a pervy smile in his oh, mugshot? No. This is not power balls. <laughs> he does have a mustache and a smile. He's like, and this is before he got that money. So imagine that smile on his power balls now. Power balls down. Downgraded power balls. Yep. Now, oh, Evelyn that's Adams. Like, that's like cold water power balls. <laughs> <laughs> Evelyn Adams won the lottery twice in 1985 and again in 1986. But she lived in Atlantic City and she was an avid gambler. Now oh. she lives in a trailer park. Broke. Now, this one's a bit sad. Ball. That's medium power balls. Yeah, that's called like putting that your power balls out on the roulette table. I love, I like a lot of them like gambling. I like a lot this. of them like gambling, and it's not good. Jeffrey Dampier won twenty million dollars. That name screams like he's gonna have power balls. <laughs> so, what did he start with his power balls? A popcorn, a gourmet popcorn company. Oh no, this guy had an idea. Yeah, he was trying to you do know, stuff. Yeah, he. he Made some responsible business decisions, but unfortunately... Oh, I hate this guy already. His sister-in-law, whom which he was having an affair, had a boyfriend, and they kidnapped and killed him. So Powerballs. <laughs> yeah. Now, Charles yeah. Riddle, this guy had Powerballs. He won a mil- just a million dollars, but this is 1975, so that's quite a bit now. Well, that's... Yep. And he invested that money into uh, something that's guaranteed growth income industry. Funeral. Drug trafficking. Drug trafficking. <laughs> he took a million into the drugs. <laughs> yeah. Figured, you know, he figured he could turn that into 100 million. He could. This guy's Powerballs. Okay, what happens? Yep. He's in jail. Oh, damn it. Yeah. William Post the third. Well, he's got to have Powerballs. They, they call him three WP3. WP3, like RG3, WP3. He won 315 million. That's some serious Powerballs right there. Guess how long it took for him to go broke? Four months. Three months. Powerball. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he took you know, about he, a, a cool hundred and five million a year. A month. That, a month. Wait. Oh yeah, hundred and five. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! That's three million a day. You know what? He was buying stuff. He bought an airplane, a restaurant, and my favorite thing ever to buy. A used car lot. What? I don't know. Like, this guy got, just like, did it because he could. $300 million? I would like to hear the story behind that. It must have been something like... Are you sure that maybe this guy, like... He should be able to sue and get his money back. Because <laughs> there's, well, there's had, a good chance that maybe he's was on medication and was drinking or something. Because that doesn't well, had, sound like... A, there's got to be some kind of euphoric, like, drug-induced mix. There's Nobody does that. Well, he had some problems. Um, his brother was arrested for hiring a hitman to try to kill him, and then, you know, therefore get the inheritance. 
See, when your own brother is out to kill you, that's 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 not good. Whoa. And he was uh, married six times, so his sixth wife and at that time was uh, took him for all he was worth. Immediately dumped him, and then his landlady duped him into giving her a hundred million dollars to invest, and she just screwed him. Just screwed him. This guy's a loser. And then he went to jail for uh, a bill collector came to see him and he started shooting at this said bill collector. So, lottery. You know, maybe the best idea I heard maybe was uh, make movies with your friends in them. (laughs) (laughs) Powerballs. Powerballs. That's totally powerballs. Man. I'd buy Bill Murray too. I'd buy Bill Bill Murray and make him hang out with Brent. <laughs> and just film the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, I'd love it. Now, you know who's got. Who do you think has more power balls? Which basketball player has more power balls than any basketball player to ever play? Michael was? Jordan. Michael Jordan. We've talked about Michael Jordan's fashion sense a lot before. <laughs> right? And it's just oh. like any lifelong criminal, the police will catch up to you one day. Unfortunately, Michael the fashion police, fashion police caught up to Michael oh. Jordan. In Miami, Lagorse Country Club, Michael Jordan was kicked out and banned <gasps> from ever coming back. Why? Cargo pants. <laughs> Michael wore cargo pants, something none of us has put on since the late 1990s. And he was approached by management and he refused to change out of them after finding out he was in violation of the club's dress code. And so they banned him from ever coming back. He might have had cargo. <laughs> he might have been carrying stuff, you know? He's Michael Jordan. <laughs> what do you think he was in those cargo pads? I don't Obviously know. Some, there were cigars in there, I guarantee. I'm not going to. If Michael Jordan shows up to your club, you let him in because he's Michael Jordan. Pretty much. And if he says, Ugh. I need cargo pads, I say, yes, sir. You got more game in those cargo pants than everybody at this club. <laughs> exactly. What do you got so in those I, cargo pants? I got game. That's what I got. <laughs> and just like instantly, because he's got like an iPod in there and speaker system and a power, portable power source. He got game by uh, Chuck D and Public Enemy. He's coming he on. He, he could have a game. ball. He you could have a ball. Game. It's deflated. <laughs> and a pump in the and other a pump one. And a net. It's a new prototype a... by Spalding. Yeah. <laughs> I've got a new ball prototype. It's called the Power Ball. By Spalding, and it, immediately, it fits in my cargo pant pocket, and it immediately pumps up. <laughs> uh, when, when I think of uh, when I think of black people golfing, I only think of oh three people. Oh my god! <laughs> you <laughs> just was, said that. I just said it. I went out there and said it. I think when Tiger I Woods think... number one, Michael Jordan number two. Well, maybe four Charles people. Barclay. Charles Barkley and his horrible swing number three, and Will Smith and Matt Damon from that movie, The Legend of Bagger Vance. Well, I now think I can merge two of them, Bagger Vance and Michael Jordan, and call it the legend of Baggy Pants. <laughs> <laughs> Did you write that down? No, I, I stole it from the first comment on the story. <laughs> well, it just, it, it just, you stole it, just, it from a troll? <laughs> I stole it from a troll. It just said the legend of Baggy Pants, and I turned it into the, the other people, like Barkley and stuff. So I get I get writing credit just like Taylor Swift would, right? Yeah, you wrote Even it though as Max much as Martin, Taylor Swift did. Yeah, I wrote it just as much as Taylor Swift did in those songs, man. It's all good. It's all good. Oh, speaking of black people. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Jay-Z. 
Let's talk about him. You know, we've had him on the show. He did the theme song for episode 10. Well, now I'm a little worried about him. He might have yeah, some connections to Satan. Yeah, last week I did a little bit of a parody of uh, the kid off Two and a Half Men who's now been like sucked into this cult, the Forerunner cult or something, this religious cult, and now he wants to quit Two and a Half Men. Well, so I did a little bit of digging into this Forerunner, and their big other expose, I guess you could call it, is this series of, I don't want to call it documentary, but conspiracy unraveling on YouTube, connecting Jay-Z, Jigga himself, to uh, the Freemason Secret Society. Now, what I love about well, yeah, any that's conspiracy. logical. I love a bunch of old white men hanging out with Jay Z, the king of Brooklyn himself, hanging out with old white men who just who like to get sense. drunk at they the lodge. They scouted about. They scouted about like Kid Jesus, like in a major somewhere in Brooklyn. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna gonna bring this kid up to be a rap star. Mm-hmm. Well, no, he he found the Masons later in his life, actually, after he made it big. So, oh, this video, well, tell me more. It's, a, it's a minute the, of the free runner guy himself telling you how he's going to bring the truth. And even if you only have one eye, you'll see the truth. Does he say it, truth? Truth? Oh, yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> so the, it starts off with Jay-Z released his first album called The Blueprint. Now, let's, let's see what the dictionary call, defines the blueprint as. It's like a plans used to construct something used by architects. And then it's like... Freemasons are architects. Freemasons build things, and their like, highest thing is the grand architect. Now, Jay-Z released this the Blueprint is, I'm 2. already in. I, you don't even... Hurt. <laughs> no, I'm about to blow that your is, mind. Holy <laughs> shit. That's terrifying already. <laughs> Jay-Z released the Blueprint 2, two years later. So the Blueprint 1 commemorated his ascension to the apprentice level of the Freemasonry hierarchy. Now, it takes two years later to get up to the next hierarchy called the Fellow Craft. And what do you know? The Blueprint 2 came out two years after that. Now, then Jay-Z did a few more albums, you know, like the American Gangster themes, like soundtrack and stuff like that. So he was busy. He retired. But then he came back with the Blueprint 3 five years after the Blueprint 2. And in between the hierarchy, Hard the fellow craft, the <laughs> master mason is a five-year gap. Five, and then oh it shows a picture my. of Jay Z with menacing music behind. It's like you've just been awoke. You've you've well. It's like wake up. There's stuff going around here. <laughs> it's just like okay. It's like you've been told the truth, and it's just like no payoff at all. It's just the most failed log- like logical reasoning of all Wait, time. Wait, that's the end of it? That's the end of it. Oh. It's like he's... And it's just menacing music with a picture in front and over. Like speaking over can turn anybody from like... You could you could do that to uh, like... Oh, who's... Steve Holt is the bastard. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even yeah. know who his real father <laughs> is. His father is. <laughs> and then you don't believe it, man. Oh... <laughs> uh. Man, if I were going to win the lottery, I'd make Prankstarter a real thing. We, we would talk about Prankstarter before. Yeah, we actually know, need to make Prankstarter real. I know, but it seems like it's almost done. Silvio Santos beat us to it. He's a Brazilian TV host, and I know this is old news, but I don't know if everybody saw it, but there was a, uh, a prank, you know, just for laughs. Canada has all those silly pranks on the side of the street. 
you know, that aren't funny at all, actually. Because <laughs> that's because there's laws here in Canada. So in Brazil, anything goes. Yeah, that's right. Anything goes. What was the no, first guy that went spent all his money on hookers and blow? Uh, some British guy. Well, that guy would love this one. Yeah, he'd love he, it down in yep. Brazil. He'd love it down in Brazil. So the helpless, I guess you'd call them victims on this TV prank show, walk into a building and uh, proceed to go up an elevator. Now, I'm not sure if this elevator is actually ascending, but you know you can fake that. Like in all the rides in Disney World and stuff do that. And so all of a sudden, the lights turn out in the elevator and the elevator s- stops to a sudden stop. Now a fake panel in the side of the elevator opens and a child actor, a young girl, long hair, can't really see her face, holding a a dismantled doll, like white robe, like typical girl out of the ring or the grudge or all those movies, you know, she's in the, in the elevator car with you and the lights suddenly turn on (laughs) and you were alone (laughs) in this elevator before. And now it's being occupied with you by a silent girl staring down at the floor. And I would I kick that girl in the face so hard. That's what I thought. That's Dude, exactly what I, I thought would kick her in the face. Like, I would probably, oh. I would probably <laughs> kill that girl. If that happened to me. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, what kind of waiver did that girl's parents sign? I bet she's like a a street orphan or something. Like, hey, girl, we'll pay you. We'll give you some food. Just dress up like this and walk into this elevator when we tell you. Here's a sandwich. Uh, And it's like, this girl's going to be messed up when she's an adult because she's seen like the the total edge that humanity can get to. Like some of these guys are just clawing at the door to get out of this elevator. You know, it's just old men just like knowing they're about to die. <laughs> you know, that look that someone gets like you, you hear like soldiers in world war one, right before like they stab like an enemy's shoulder. Like, Oh, I'll never, I'll never forget that look in that man's eye before I killed him. It was, it was he knowing he was about to die. And this girl did it to like 20 people in one day. <laughs> <You know? laughs> She's going to be messed. And and then as okay, soon, but seriously, as, Carter, if you yeah. saw someone and you thought they may be a ghost or something, yeah, <laughs> would you just run? I would probably try and attack quickly to see if they were like not they didn't have ghost powers, like because maybe you could punch a ghost. You yeah, but know. you're never sure if the ghosts have ghost powers or not. Yeah, but so you don't want to make them angry. I would take one swing, and as soon as I hit the ghost, I would try and decapitate the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> That's exact. I would. Pro- they'd probably find me in the elevator with. Half of the girl's head clawed <laughs> off. <laughs> well, you're you're in a vulnerable state too, like in an elevator. Like you know, like have you ever been in an elevator that stopped before? Uh, yeah, like two days ago. It was <laughs> terrifying. I know, and so it's terrifying on its own. So, it's, geez, imagine like a ghost popped up next to you. Oh, I'd be done. That would be horrible. Yeah, that's horrifying. not cool. That's not cool. Oh, I just started to think of what things that happened. Well, I, I became really obsessed this week because I have my own apartment now. Mm-hmm. Um, I became obsessed with buying knives. <laughs> and it's like... So it sounds like a Marge thing. You're Marge's child. I love, like, good knives. Like, and I have, like, you know, I make a decent, you know, overseas teaching buddy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'm going to buy a sweet set of knives. So I bucked up for a knife. But anyway, the entire day, my kids were working in class on like a writing thing. It was like a writing period all day. 
Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have anything to do. So I sat oh, on the computer all day looked and looked up, up knives. knives. And the like, oh, kids would come up crap. to my desk and they'd like look over my shoulder and I'd be like looking at all I had like ten tabs open of knives. And they're like, Oh, what T V show are you watching? I'm like, Dexter. Oh. And they're like, What's Dexter about? Oh, I'm like, like, Oh, it's about a serial killer. <laughs> These kids you know, were so I, scared. Oh, so scared. I got an they email came- from another friend of mine teaching quite he's like, Man, the kids are really really well behaved lately. That's because they know they better behave at other, other Mr. Trevor. <laughs> Start yeah, going Dexter on them. Because Mr. Trevor just oh. bought some knives. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I'm serious. They're terrified, though. So you, so, it's so you, good you bought these knives online or what? No, I went to a store. You went to a store? Went to a little man. shop. I went to a fancy shop. I went and got some good knives. And these <laughs> knives can cut, man. Seriously. I need some good knives. Good knives make life so much fun. They have their own drawer right now. Oh, nice! I'm gonna I'm gonna install a magnetic strip. But right now, there you open you pull out a door, mm-hmm. and, or you open the drawer, and there's like a cloth with like four knives lined perfectly spaced apart, like on oh, a cloth. Oh God! It's so you're, terrifying. You're American Psycho. <laughs> yeah, and it's getting there, Carter. With your furniture, we're just talking about your decorative style <laughs> and four perfectly laid out knives. <laughs> your really your fascination with Huey Lewis in the news. Do you want me to show? I'll take a picture of the knives right away. We'll put it up I'll on the blog. I'll send it to you. I'll yeah. send you. To, don't mess with Texas. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what else? We could talk about Christmas music next episode. Yeah, next week is our Christmas episode. Brent is. Uh, Writing a list of who's not a year nice, right? <laughs> I'm going to sing a Christmas song for you next episode then. Do you hear about the unicorn that they found in North, North Korea? Yep. Well, it's, been, it's not true. It was lost to translation. They didn't actually claim that they found a unicorn. What do you North mean? Korea. The North Korean government said that they'd found a unicorn... Cave. <laughs> that's lost. Awesome. Leave. Just that's the end of the story. The end. Yeah, but then it was lost in translation. What they meant to say was that it wasn't a unicorn, but it was a Kirin. It was just a Kirin. Do you know what a Kirin is? No. It's a four-legged beast with a dragon's head, body of a deer, tail of a cow, hooves, oh. mane, horn jutting so at the just, top of their head. Yeah, Just a Kirin. Sorry. So, no unicorn here. We didn't find a unicorn. We found a dragon <laughs> dog, dog cow. Dragon, dragon deer. The horse. <laughs> deer. Dragon deer. That's a dragon deer. Powerballs. <laughs> <laughs>